there, everybody. Let's think for a second today about something that God wants us to do all the time. And by all the time, I mean all the time. What are some things that you might be doing all the time, irregardless? You might say, breathe. I'm breathing all the time. Or think. I'm thinking all the time. Perhaps moving. I'm, I'm moving all the time, even if I'm sitting still. I still might be typing on a keyboard or blinking my eyes. If you're laying down and sleeping, you might be rolling back and forth a little bit. What about, though, what's life look like when you're worried all the time? What does life look, look like when you're angry, furious all the time? Not very fun. What about rejoicing all the time or letting your gentleness be evident and obvious to everyone around you all the time? That is where God wants us to go, and let's talk about how we might be able to get there by his help. These are the verses for today from Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Now you might think, well, the Apostle Paul must have had a really great life going right there if he can talk about rejoicing all the time and letting his gentleness be evident to all the people all the time. But actually, he was in prison for a few years. And someone with as much energy as him naturally would have been very antsy and impatient, not rejoicing and gentle. And yet, in Christ, he could do this. In Christ, he could be rejoicing all the time at opportunities to teach the gospel and praying for others to do the same. In Christ, he could let his gentleness, his sweet reasonableness, his respectful attitude be evident all the time, no matter where he was. So just think about what that looks like a little bit. Instead of yelling, I demand my rights, Paul and his gentleness was evident in saying, I'll surrender if that's the loving thing to do. I have no problem with that. Instead of yelling when someone was in a rough spot or if they were even hurting him and, and sinning against him, I'm running away and I'm holding a grudge. Instead of that, though, the Paul was willing to stand tall and speak the truth in love whenever he needed to do that, whenever he had a chance to do that. Instead of having a me-first attitude saying, well, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine first, Instead, Paul's gentle attitude, evident to all, rejoicing all the time, no matter what, was saying, I'm going to show you love, and I don't expect one ounce in return. That, that's not why I'm showing you love. And certainly, instead of being caught in sin and making excuses or blaming others, something like that, he was willing to own his sin and then drop it at the cross of Christ, knowing it was fully forgiven. How about that as a great thought to remember for Ash Wednesday, which is today, a day of mourning, a day of repentance, a day when we think about the tremendous depth of our sinfulness, and yet also the even larger depth of our Savior's love and forgiveness for us. What kind of love does it take to forgive even one sinner? Well, then think about how Jesus loves you to do that, and then how he also has forgiven the sin of all the world, anybody, anywhere. And when you think about that, how Christ has loved me, what wondrous love is this that he has had for me and for all? Well, 
as you keep gathering details about that, and as you keep pondering that and mulling that over in your mind, you really just can't help, can you? But to rejoice and find joy in God's love for you and the ability also to hold fast, to be patient, and to let your gentleness, your sweet reasonableness and respectful attitude be evident and obvious to all people wherever you go, whatever circumstance comes up. God bless you as you do that today, today, Ash Wednesday. Not, not having a casual approach about your sin and also certainly not having a casual approach about your Savior so that your joy and your gentleness might be obvious for everyone to notice.